As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Sift Spoil for Incredibles 2, uh, the own dedicated episode where we talk spoilers for the movies we review. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, just leave this one in your podcast feed. Until you have, uh, we don't want to ruin it for you, and we are going to be talking about all sorts of plot points and stuff. Plus, we're going to be jumping around, so it'll probably be confusing if you haven't seen the movie as well. They all die. <laughs> yes, that's the first big spoiler. Yep. Every single character dies in this movie. The mole man mm-hmm. kills them all in the first ten minutes. That's right. And then he dies too. Yeah. So what do you guys think about the movie picking off picking up immediately even though it was 14 years, you know, since the last movie, but it picks up immediately where the first one leaves off. I think that's great. I think it's um, it's it's a it's a good choice story wise. The only real, uh, I guess, difficulties with doing it would be the the voice casting of the kids. But the new the the new Dash sounds just like the old Dash. I, yeah, I had no idea it was a different person. Um, and Hawk Milner. Yeah, taking over for Spencer Fox. Yeah, exactly. And and of course. Violet was already voiced by. Um, she was like already Sarah like twenty five yeah. or thirty. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it, you know that one didn't have to change. So all that stuff works. So it you know it makes a lot of sense. That's one of the advantages of animation is yeah. you know your your cast doesn't have to necessarily visually grow old uh, in the same way. Which again, looking at the future, not to get too distracted on this bunny trail, but when you can start to create you know photorealistic actual people it becomes interesting how you could do this in a live action movie. And we're already, you know, seeing that in some of the, is it technically a live action movie then? (laughs) Well, you, (laughs) you tell me is the scene with, you know, young Tony Stark, technically a live action scene or the scene with, you know, young Kurt Russell or, you know, all that stuff. Technically not having this debate since Terminator two. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Absolutely. So yeah, I liked it. What did you think, John? Yeah, I, I thought it was seamless. And, you know, I think the idea, it it is a little weird because they are still talking about supers being illegal. I think it was an interesting direction to take because how many movies have we gotten since the first Incredibles when that would have been a novel idea if it had come out a while back? 
um, I don't know, like after Civil War, and you know, it, it does kind of feel like we've had all of this, like, how does the public reckon with superheroes already? So I was a little bit nervous, but they do pull it off in a way that is interesting. Like the idea of like superheroes having like a public relations team was a clever way to kind of turn it around. And um, I'm, I'm glad that they didn't age up the characters because it, it was one thing I didn't get to say in the first movie that I probably should have is that unlike the first one, I think we get we do get more of each character. Like every character gets their due. And I feel a little bit more like I've seen this family do a lot of stuff together. Whereas if they had aged it up, I'd, I'd kind of miss the younger version of the characters. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, totally. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we can just go ahead and say the scene with the, the train is one oh, of the man. coolest scenes. Well, even just the setup of the the moment you realize her bike comes apart and you're like, oh, yeah. oh, oh mm-hmm. okay, I see. Like, Amazing things are about to happen. Yeah, and it's just, it's so smart. And, I mean, there's just so many moments. The moment where she straddles the train in the tunnel with the oh, part of the bike oh on each one end. Side. That was the coolest scene. That was the Who coolest part. Who came up with that? Right? <laughs> this is so clever. Yeah. And, uh, but for me, honestly, the best scene in the entire movie is Jack-Jack versus Raccoon. Yeah. That's going to go down. I'm serious. They need to make a full-length feature film where they turn the Raccoon into this evil arch-nemesis of Jack-Jack. And they just have goofy fights like that for, like, you know, the entire time. But they, like, try and build it up to where it's something big. My my theater was rolling. It was so funny. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was... It, I mean, it worked. It just worked perfectly. Oh, yeah. And like I said, it integrates so fully into the story of, you know, Bob trying to take care of him and not realizing what's going on and his new powers, you know, coming out and figuring out what they are and, and all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. That's a great scene. What other scenes would you guys pull out just to, to chat about? I love seeing the new superheroes. Like when, when Dash opens the door... And they're all standing there with the hip- yeah. hypnosis mm-hmm. goggles. That was when, even though the twist was really obvious, you know, like her name is literally Evil Endeavor. <laughs> like, how did they think we weren't going to notice this? But anyway, when the super, you know, hypnotized people show up and Dash's like reaction to that and how that turns into set, like the big action set piece with Frozone in the house, that was what I was waiting for. Because as soon as they show that house, you know that something's going to go down. And to bring all of them uh, all of them against Violet and Dash and Frozone was really cool. I feel like, such, course, an, incredible. Feel like such an idiot. I didn't realize Evelyn Dever was Evil Endeavor. <laughs> it did not click until right hey, now. Can I tell you something about 101 Dalmatians? Um, Cruella DeVille yeah, I, I is Cruel Devil. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Isn't that fun, Andrew? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think that you know, beside even though I didn't pit peg, you know, the evil endeavor, it was so painfully obvious that either her or Winston was going to be the villain. Well, but your mind does that math real quick, right? Like somebody's got to be the villain. Yeah. And which one is it? Which yeah, one is but it? I, I think that if they would have made Screen Slaver something like his own villain, you know, in that you know Winston and Evelyn were just the new part of the team, you know, and if they would have made uh, Screen Slaver something else, I actually think that could have been better. Yeah, I really do. Because, yeah, like you don't need a twist. Yeah, you don't because need a twist. Because her motivations didn't really make sense to me anyway. Yeah, exactly. 
And if you would have had them be the team, that could have, you know, for future, she could have come up with so many cool, more cool gadgets, like the bike. But for everybody, you know, mm-hmm. I really think that that could have been the better route. Oh, if, if there's another Incredibles, I'm sure, you know, somebody will come up with cool inventions for them. Uh, yeah, like, well, they're setting it up, right? That, like, they could do a new one where DevTech is still in the picture, and now they're going to be sponsoring the Super Family. And you could make a series out of that, yeah, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Do you think that we'll get a Jack-Jack movie before we get an Incredibles 3? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't seem to be Pixar's, um, you know, like, it, when I hear a Jack-Jack movie, I think Minions movie. You know, I, I feel like yeah. it, it separates something out that was part of a, uh, you know, something that worked. Maybe another Jack Jack short film. You know, I could yeah, see that. That's what I was thinking. But, like, with Edna Mode, like what happened yeah. when yeah. she was babysitting him. Or I think a lot of people would like to see that. Maybe just the raccoon thing could be a running gag that continues throughout the movies where sure. there'll be a bit in each movie where he fights them. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's like a whole like gaggle of raccoons that, yeah. that they can gang up on him. <laughs> uh, going, going back to the obviousness of the quote unquote twist and kind of those characters um i wanted to touch on john you just said that her motivations didn't work for you yeah same um the motivation of right they lost their mother well that both. makes sense right like oh she doesn't want superheroes she wants to make superheroes keep them illegal but nothing that she does before that it's like then why is she helping her brother if she felt so strongly about like keeping the status quo oh you don't you don't, you don't make inventions for your brother that help him do that Oh, so you don't think it's spelled out why she was biding her time, why she was actually yeah. working with him? Why, okay, did she, that's why fair. did she have to make it so supers are killing people? Because like the public was already against them. Like, why did she have to sabotage it in this way? It didn't really, and it didn't really make sense. Like, why she would be willing to kill people? Yeah, because it, I don't know. It, it, she just didn't make sense. Okay, I, I can kind of go along with. That. I don't think I fully agree with that, but I can kind of go along with that. No, I'm with John on that one. So. You're wrong. Um, what? <laughs> That's how it works. Yep. Majority rules. Yep. Uh, what other things do you guys want to chat about? This uh, is really weird how in this movie... Okay, so I made this comparison yesterday, and I, nobody nobody countered my uh, analysis or observation here. First Incredibles, the heroes fight a robot three times. The second Incredibles, the heroes stop a runaway transportation device three times. Did it work for you guys? Because I remember when the ship happened, I was like, again? Mm. Because it was the same thing. And they kind of make up for it because they do technically fail the Underminer. But, like, working as a family, they, they stopped. Like, they saved lives. And I don't know. It, it, was, it felt like a little it overkill. Was, it was like they ran through the entire Speed franchise in one yeah. movie. You know? <laughs> they <It's> did. Like, <laughs> it just didn't have the bus. That's all. Uh, no, that's a, that's a great thought. I didn't. That didn't even strike me. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that, it didn't dawn on me that there were three. I will say modes of transportation. I will say I loved that helicopter save too. That Ooh, was yeah. a oh, lot of fun. There was four. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. I want to. It, talk it about, is a clever way to have these characters do things that are more interesting than just like punching criminals. So I get why they do it. Right. Just, yeah. You know. I think that we actually get to see Elastigirl's skills used way better in this movie than the oh, first for sure. Incredibles movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It Not, is good in the first Incredible, Incredibles because she uses them for stealth mainly. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. was interesting. But here, it's like a whole other level. Yeah, she's an action star now. Yeah, yeah, and there was almost an element in the first Incredibles like when she would turn into like a speedboat yeah. or whatever that she was almost like Wonder Twins activate at some point, you know? It felt <laughs> more as a comedic use in the first movie, whereas here, 
it seemed like a real cool, tough. Although superpower. I gotta tell you, in the first movie, one of the emotional beats that works with me every single time is when she parachutes to save her kids. And when she turns into a parachute, yeah, um, yeah, it, you know, there's just something very. She does that a lot in this one. Well, there's just something very real about I don't I don't know about having kids and you know wishing you could you know save them in that way. I want to um, talk to you about cover that them real quick. in your blanket of love. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, John. You. So obviously not a parent, so uh-huh. I can't relate to this. So how did the whole father taking over the household, you know, trying to be you know, well, there for the kids. How did that work for you? Oh, I talked about it in, in the podcast proper a little bit. I can expand on it here. I mean, it worked perfectly for me. It was it felt very authentic. Um, like I said, I'm dealing with this personally in my own life the last few years with going self-unemployed. Um, you know, my, my wife, uh, you know, stayed home with the kids while they were growing, you know, up in that first part. And mm-hmm. now I'm kind of the one staying home with the kids. So there has been that, you know, that transition in our life. So it felt very real to me in that way. Um so that part worked for me great, and I and it, it felt to me, and maybe it's because it's so personal, but I, I think it's intentional. It felt to me like that was the main through line theme of this movie was about how families deal with shifting roles. Uh, we see we see the kids early on being told, "No, this isn't your role. Your role isn't to go out and stop underminer. Your role is to watch Jack Jack," and and how they're handling. Well, I want this to be my role, and we see how Bob's handling. Well, I want to be the one out front, but I guess I'm going to be the one at home and how he's handling his shifting role. And and so at the end, that moment where Violet's like, I got Jack Jack, you know, that's kind of yeah that moment where we realize, OK, so it's about understanding this isn't my moment. I'll have moments, but this isn't it. And you also have the fact that that Jack Jack and or not Jack Jack Dash and Violet very specifically have to take care of Jack Jack outside of their, you know, parents' involvement for a good portion of that third act too. So Yeah. And I loved a lot of that stuff too. I thought a lot of that stuff was really fun. Yeah. Con I have that I really couldn't talk about because it was spoilerish was how uh, at the beginning of the movie after they fail to stop underminer, they're eating Chinese food, you know, and <clears throat> Elastigirl, what's her it's Bob and uh Helen. Helen, thanks. Well, Helen's telling the kids uh, no, don't use your superpowers. And then Bob's like, no, no, you need to embrace, you know, being a super. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, it didn't seem like there was really a transition whenever the kids save Helen. And she's like, good on you, kids, you know. It was like she just had a complete 180. Mm. And that was kind of jarring. Just for like a split second, it was like, oh, really? You changed well, your mind? Her, okay. But her progress, yeah. her progress, though, was a progress of going from it's okay that we're illegal, we'll just live as normal people, to know I want to explore my own powers. She was empowered to get back to realizing her gifts meant something to the world. You know, so she was she was it's on flattering. She, she yeah, exactly. So she was on that journey. So her telling the kids not to use their powers was almost more about her than them. So it wasn't it wasn't like in my mind the resolution wasn't okay, now, kids, you can use your powers. It was, okay, now I can use mine, and I understand who I am in this world okay. a little bit better in my role in this family. So that, at least that's how I saw it. Yeah, that, um, that, that just makes sense. So, yeah. okay. What else do you guys want to chat about? Who uh, On the topic of the third act, I don't know. I guess what I, I wanted to see more of, because you're right, it is about them. They all have their role, Mr. Incredible and Frozone, Frozone redirect the ship, and then... Dash and Violet kind of just take care of Jack-Jack, and then Elastigirl goes to get the goes to stop uh, 
evil endeavor. But I guess, I don't know. I wanted to see more of the family working together in a more, I don't know, a visually interesting way, I guess. Because I, I like that that's what they were going for. But like all of them doing like these little things, I get what they're going for. If they had done that with the Underminer, they would have captured him if they had worked as a team. Right. And in the end, they are working as a team. I just don't think it was as cool as like the first movie, you have them working as a team to stop Syndrome's Omnidroid. And that was such a cool combination of their fi- of their powers, you know, their powers working off of each other, and like a- another a way that you could have had, like I'll watch Jack Jack is uh, using Jack Jack's powers, right? Like I was waiting for them to use Jack Jack because they had set it up this way, using Jack Jack to like make the uh, ship go into another dimension or something like that. Huh. But instead, it was just sort of like, okay, we'll turn the rudders and then we'll use. I, I just didn't think it was as an-, an interesting way to wrap it up. You know, they didn't have to fight something, but still. Well, the the interesting thing with Jack Jack though is the, his powers are now known. They're still so uh, hard to control. I mean, we have the little device that helps them understand what's happening, but it's not the, the only one that they really show that they can kind of control is like the laser, uh, yeah, the laser yeah, eyes or whatever. Tap him on the butt, say laser <laughs> eyes. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, it's, it would have been I don't know. It would have been interesting to figure out how they would have used him intentionally because. One, they don't know how to do it, and the other is if you have Jack Jack use his powers intentionally, are you giving him more um, intelligence and awareness of the situation than his age dictates? Yeah. So then it becomes a little strange. Um, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, and i I feel like uh, I feel like there that is definitely something people can come away and go. I wanted a little more resolution on that, or I wanted a little more understanding of that. And as for them working together on their powers, I actually do think I would have liked to have seen a little more of that. But I wonder if in watching it again, I will see more because I feel like there were so many action beats I loved that, like, I haven't processed all of them yet. You know, they're just in bits. That's why I hope then for Incredibles 3, that's where they can do it, right? Like, they can finally be like, oh, okay, now firing on all cylinders. They go on a mission together. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. That would be really fun. Um, other specific moments I would mention, uh, Void using her Void power to get inside Violet's uh, force field I thought was really yeah. cool. Um, like I said, they're just so clever with how they use all these different powers. Uh, specifically, the other supers were interesting. Did did anybody else think the um, uh, Reflux superhero was just a joke? And then... Yeah. then yeah, I thought, totally. <laughs> I thought he was just a human who called himself Reflux because he had acid reflux. No, he and shoots he, lava no, out of space. Well, yes, I saw that eventually. <laughs> no, no, I, I, was, I, was comment, I was commenting like, yeah, you're supposed to think that he just says acid reflux. Because it was a great joke. Yeah. You know, and then I was like, oh, no, he actually is. It actually is a superpower. Yeah. Uh, so, that was a good setup. Yeah, that was a good setup and payoff. Um, the other ones, you had the Crusher, right? Oh, his whole bit of, I don't want to uncrush. You wouldn't ask somebody to untouch. (laughs) Unpunch. Unpunch. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to unpunch someone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He was fun. What The owl guy? He was cool. He he was just an owl? No, he he screeched. He was just Harvey Birdman? I mean, like, what what was his power? Did I miss? Uh, Uh, It was supersonic uh, uh, screech that, like, deafened you. Oh, I I missed that. He had, like, a... Vocal, yeah, kind of like a uh, black canary in a uh, arrow, you know. Oh, interesting, yeah. How and his can... head could turn around. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, Add, no, that would be a very valuable superpower for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then, of course, we mentioned Void. Uh, who are we missing? The really the Herculean dude. Who I don't know. Is he stronger Brick? than Mister Incredible? Oh, Brick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because Mister Incredible had to have help from Elastigirl to beat him. Yeah. Everyone okay. else kind of beats one person on their own, but that character was too strong, so it took it took mom and dad. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna tiptoe into this um, because I thought Brick was female. Is that like a gender neutral character? Did they mention well the, him? She, say he. They she? had a high pitched voice. I thought it was like a joke on you know a big masculine man, and then having a high pitched voice. But now I don't know. It could have been. I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch one way or the other. Yeah, I wonder if it's just gender non-specific. I, I, next time I watch it, I'll be listening for pronouns. <laughs> but, but I, I, I came away thinking that was a female character. That's really interesting to me. Yeah. Um. Anyhow, uh, any were there any? Was that the last one? I think that I think we mentioned all the new supers. I think so. Yeah. Well, there was the electric. Oh, uh, guy, electric. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sparkles or whatever. Sparkles. It's like nothing to do, <laughs> really. Yeah. No, that's why I don't remember him. You're right. He actually really <laughs> didn't have a lot to do. Um, he zaps. Yeah, there were a couple yeah, moments. There were a couple moments. Um, yeah, so what else? Anything else? I can't wait the, to see it again. The math thing that I brought up before, I wish that like when Void was like trying to like get um, Elastigirl to get onto the plane, I, that's when I was waiting for Dash to use his newfound math knowledge <laughs> to help with that. Well, and, and that would have really helped because he doesn't really get a role in the very end. No, I think, I think, no you're right. You're right. But I think again, the math is more about Bob than it is about Dash. Yeah, and, and at, the, at the end of the day, he wasn't learning physics or trigonometry he you know he was learning new math so it would it it would have been you know if if maybe if if bob had teaching him about you know about geometry or something like that it might have made a little more sense yeah um although i've never been a fan of that coincidental you know oh we learned about math now we get to implement it in saving the world i've never been really a fan of that it is it is the the whole point of the original paddington (laughs) Uh, if you've ever seen the original Paddington, School is cool. <laughs> they yeah. all they all have different things that they learn in the movie, and it all comes together in their last battle with Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I think that happens in the second one too. Yeah, it kind of does. Not, I, well, it's it wasn't the as first, far as obvious. The second to me one's the second a copy one. and paste of the first movie. Ah, uh, I would fight back on that just a little bit, but it definitely that's completely wrong. Actually, yeah. yeah, I'll 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 have a debate on that. How <laughs> many trains were in the first movie? That's right. That were runaway. <laughs> Oh no, he's talking about Paddington. I think. I think Andrew's talking about Paddington yeah. too. Being yeah. So well, that's what I'm saying. Is pa- okay, that's fine. <laughs> we'll let we'll, we'll let it be. Um. All right. Yeah. I think we covered everything we wanted to cover. I think we're good. Can't recommend it enough. Let me let me run through my uh, my spoilers checklist here. Um, we talked about helicopters, hanging threads, romances. Any romances we wanted to talk about? Uh, jokes. Easter eggs? Do you guys catch any Easter eggs? Oh, well, A113 as always. Um, I do want to say the the whole, my favorite, one of my favorite laughs of the entire thing was Violet's reaction to seeing Tony at the Happy Flatter. Oh, oh coming yeah. out her nose. Yes, yeah. that was great. That was, it was great. It was equally, it was equally belly busting both times. Yeah. Tony Ridinger. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and also Dash's reactions, like how he Oh, and that's, so that's such a great part of their dynamic. And no, and, and you're right. That whole thing was very interesting with her having to deal with the fact that that he erased um like her from his his memory completely yeah. when they had mm-hmm. just finally 
said they were going to go on a date or whatever. I thought that was great. And I also loved how they didn't hang on to her not knowing that that's what happened. Yeah. Like, it, it seemed like her realizing that that's what happened was exactly when, when she should have realized it. Instead of it becoming more of a, like, a wedge between her and her dad without, yeah. you know, or in a different yeah. way. I, I liked how that was revealed fairly early. How did you guys feel about her deciding to go with the family instead of uh, going on the date at the very end of the movie? <laughs> I thought it was funny. I, I know, I know, it's, I know, it, I know it's like, incredibly minute. Superheroes. Yeah, I know it's incredibly minute, you know, thing to discuss. But at the same time, I was thinking like, uh, I would have, I would have liked her to stay, you know, with the with the date. You know, she's worked all movie for it, and now she's just going to. There's get higher it. priorities, man. No, nah, just get as it. long as long as he doesn't see it again. <laughs> they don't have to start over one more time. Yeah. I think it'll be fine. Uh, Do you guys like uh, Edna Mode in this one? We didn't really Very talk Very underused, much. I think. Well, I mean, equally used. She really just had kind of the one moment in the first one, too, right? Like, I mean... Yeah, but whenever yeah. you think about the first one, she was like one... She was the one that kind of... St- the steal-the-show kind of character, you know, for the moment. You'd expect her to have a bigger... Uh, role in this but one. But I kind of like that they didn't, because I think that's a mistake sometimes people make in sequels, is they give those characters that are best used as kind of a one-off scene and they give them too much to do. Um, I call it the ice age effect where all of a sudden you have 20 different characters that are supposed to be a big part of the, you know, the plot um, after you've built up all these sequels. But I like, I like the fact that they kept her, you know, kind of in one scene and Frozone too, you know, it wasn't like he was all over this more than he was in the first. Um, So yeah, I I thought it was fine. I still wish Screen Slaver was just his own villain because that could have been such a cool villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. And and if I don't know if like the third act had been more about that, like if it had involved screens or something, or I yeah. guess it was just a hypnosis. But you know, yeah. it wasn't bad. It just I don't know. Like I think the, of the first movie. I think of the way that they fit Syndrome into it. I mean, it's such a satisfying like villain hero dynamic that I don't, just don't think we got this on around. It's kind of a shame. Yeah, like whenever you see the little girl with the picket sign, you know, and you're thinking, oh, man, this is going to be a really cool villain. I hope they don't <laughs> just make a, you know, evil Endeavor character. <laughs> but nope, they did. But then, no, it's just the kids fighting their own parents, which happens for like two seconds. Yeah. Right? Because like Jack-Jack just goes straight over to Elastigirl and then boom, that's it. Yep. Uh, there were no pro- post credit. Uh, sequence in this what were there? I have no idea. I didn't stay. Uh, I do not believe so. Uh, you know was... what I miss? You know what I miss? Maybe we'll just end here. I miss the bl- bl- bloopers. I miss the Pixar yeah. computer oh, like generated bloopers. Bugs Life they did with this first several films, yeah. And then I think they mm-hmm. just it came be too much of a kind of expectation, and they were just like, well, let's not make it so we have to do this with every movie. It would have been a fun callback. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think the last one they did was probably either Monsters Inc. Or, yeah, I think it was Monsters, Inc., because I don't think they did it for Finding Nemo. No, they didn't. No, what they did, they did in Finding... They did sort of a thing for Cars, but that was just, like, they had, like, little bonus little scenes. The, I think they had, like, a mid credit scene in Finding Nemo where they all escaped the dentist's office, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Yeah, I do miss it, though. It'd yeah. be interesting if they ever tried to bring it back. Oh, I thought that was so fun. Yeah, was... Oh, yeah. I remember the Bugs Life one being my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. More than the put that thing back where it came from. Yeah. The musical. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's like probably my favorite thing about Monsters Inc. 
So good, so good. Well, thank you again, John. Andrew, as always, thank you. Uh, very, very fun talking Incredibles and Pixar stuff and various odds Holly and Hunter. ends. And Holly Hunter as well. So um, we will catch you next week. We'll be doing spoilers uh, for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So we'll see you then. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.